Well, we're getting very close to the end of our journey through Romans. We've got uh, chapter 14 today. Tomorrow we'll look at a little bit from 15. And then finally on Saturday uh, we'll close it off with chapter 16, which is, uh, which is the end of the epistle. And St. Paul, uh, we are in the moral exhortation part of the epistle. And uh, so directly connected to the moral exhortation part is, uh, is teaching about judgment and that uh, God will judge us on the basis of our uh, how we live the moral life, whether good or evil. And uh, it's very important uh, to think about and to meditate upon frequently what's called the four last things. And I think if you've heard me preach long enough, you've heard me preach about this quite a bit, uh, and I don't think that I can uh, preach it too much. The four last things, death, uh, judgment, hell, and heaven. And the, the first three are kind of, uh, you know, the first three are a little uh, sobering when we think about them. And then, of course, when we think about heaven, it provides us with this kind of a positive motivation. Um, and St. Paul says, uh, he, he speaks about here, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of God. So he's speaking about uh, the second of the four last things, uh, judgment. And um, there are two kinds of judgment. There is the final judgment, uh, what's called the general uh, judgment that will take place, the general resurrection of the dead. And then there is the particular judgment uh, that takes place for every single individual when they die. So there's two distinct periods of judgment. And someone might ask, well, you know, why, why two? And um, I believe, uh, you know, I'm not exactly uh, positive. I kind of have to kind of go back and check this. Uh, but I believe there, there very well could be an increase uh, in one's glory uh, at the end of the, in the final judgment. So if a soul dies and uh, the judgment takes place immediately at that time, and so their fate is sealed. It's heaven or it's hell. And, um, but the effects of our works in life continue on in future generations. So say I died uh, today in the year 2015. From now, from the year 2015, until, say, I don't know, 500 years from now, whenever our Lord returns and human history comes to an end, there's going to be, you know, hundreds of years of after effects of my works. So in a certain sense, I, there can't be a final judgment for me until all of human history is done with. Uh, so the... Judgment that I receive upon my death is—it's um, not the last judgment, uh, and my my fate ultimately is sealed. It's either heaven or it's hell. Uh, but the rewards of my good works—you know—the jury's still out. So the effects are still taking place in future generations, and so therefore there's a final judgment. Um, and I believe the one thing I'm not certain about, but I believe there would be an increase in someone's, uh, in a person's glory in heaven at the uh, end of that final judgment. So they're in heaven, but when everything's tallied up and the totality of their works in future generations is taken into account, then they, there's a meriting of even an increase in glory. And it would work conversely for um, those who are in hell and their demerits. Uh, the other element and aspect of the of the final judgment, in contrast to the particular judgment, is that your life is made public. It's it's known. 
you know, uh, throughout all humanity. So on the final day, um, you know, and I gave a, a Sunday homily on this recently, and the final day the Lord will gather us. It's, it's understood to be that he will physically gather us into, in Jerusalem. Okay, the actual geographical location, uh, in this earth, in Jerusalem, um, in the Valley of Jehoshaphat. And, uh, it, it will very likely take place in the air. Okay, and Christ will be there. The twelve apostles will be there, and all human beings who have ever lived will be present. And in just a few moments, just a few moments, everybody's judgment will be uh, affected and take place. And everybody will know and understand where every individual who has ever lived uh, stands before God uh, in, in terms of their moral life. So it's it's a quite a momentous. Uh, event and it's important to think about this and meditate upon this and we want to imagine ourselves in that place and look back and say okay so what can I do now you know to make sure that I'm in a good place at that time and that uh, I have merit on my side and I've lived a noble life and a good life so that all persons uh, can see that clearly because it will be made public at that time and I think this is what St. Paul is teaching us here. He's saying, don't get so uh, caught up in judging other people. Because there's going to come a time when, when we're on the hot seat and everybody's going to know the ins and the outs of, you know, whether we, uh, were faithless, whether we, um, were, uh, selfish, uh, whether we were uh, base, um, and, uh, and vile, or conversely, uh, Lord willing, whether we were noble and good and whether we were selfless and we chose uh, to do what was right and good. And that will be made known. So let's not judge other people. Let's worry about uh, our own judgments and uh, thereby uh, we will live a life of humility and a life um, that is uh, is more Christian.